we will start this episode out with doing something we don't like to do, but sometimes you have to do, and that's addressing apologies. On episode 313, we had technical difficulties for a whole intro that was recorded, all kinds of things were done, and then technical difficulties, converting, putting on the podcast, all kinds of technical stuff that made the hair that I don't even really have fall out that you probably couldn't even tell because I did some crazy doctoring. Thank you, SIU. Thank you, my 18 and a half, almost 19. In a month, will be 19 years as a professional journalist. Thank you for my experience, the jobs that I've been able to have to learn what I know to make the show seem like there wasn't technical difficulties. But on my end, there was all kinds of issues. This episode is not going to have those episodes of frustration, depression, everything that goes with knowing what you're doing, trying to get it done, and then suffering the, oh, why is this happening? That happened a lot yesterday. Today, none of that. Today being January 18th, it is a Thursday. It is also the day of the girls basketball tri-county conference championship the last game of the tournament conference tournament of the year for tri-county conference and magically actually not really magically they're a good team well coached the putnam county lady panthers are in the tri-county conference for the second straight year as they won last year we spoke to them after they won last year they were getting ready for the playoffs and we have not been able to get the conversation out of the vault So it is here. We have, from last year, senior Gracie Chuchi, who is no longer with Putnam County. She's moved on to the next step of her life. Junior Ava Hatton, who is on this year's squad. And coach Jared Sale, who has been there since the 2015-2016 season. So we have all three of them. Then, after volleyball season, we spoke to senior Maggie Raquetta who had just wrapped up a great volleyball season where she won not one, but two Player of the Year volleyball awards. One for the Tri-County Conference and one from the News Tribune. So Maggie Raquetta joins us at the later part of the podcast to talk about volleyball, softball, and basketball as she is also a member of this squad. So today, today, Thursday, January 18th, the championship game of the Tri-County Conference Tournament is at 7.30 in Henry as Putnam County takes on St. Bede. Putnam County is 17-7. St. Bede is 17-7. Dueling records, dueling conference, dueling great teams should be a great game. If you're not doing anything tonight, get out to Henry, 7.30, to watch the Tri-County Conference Tournament championship. Want to thank Gracie, Ava, Jared, and Maggie for joining us. Again, I say this right now so you don't get confused as you're listening to the interviews. The chat that we had with Ava, Gracie, and Jared, that's Ava Hatton, Gracie Chuchi, and Jared Sale happened last January at the same time. So January of 2023. So when they're talking about the team, they're talking about last year's squad that won the Tri-County Conference Championship. However, there are things said about this year's team and 
watching the team, paying attention to the team. It's almost the same team. A couple people have left. Gracie is one of them. Graduations, of course. But the team is kind of a mirror from last year's team. So didn't do a lot of editing, taking stuff out because of a lot of it, you know, carries over to this year, which is awesome because Jared Sale has been able to put together really, really great Putnam County teams, well-polished. And this one, 17-7, and heading into the conference tournament, and then obviously the postseason right after as quarterfinals start February 3rd. We're only a couple weeks away from those. And then Maggie, Maggie Raketta, we talked to in November. It was the day before Thanksgiving, so November of 2023, as right now we're in January of 2024. So getting Putnam County on the podcast, you know we had to, but they're playing the Lady Bruins, St. Bede, in the Tri-County Conference Championship. So we had to reach out to Coach Stephanie Mickley and see what she had to say. So I asked her, what do you have to do to beat Putnam County tonight? She said, we have to play our style of play, which is to push the ball. Our defense will need to be consistently strong and prevent open outside shots and stop drives to the hoop, dot, 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 and stay out of foul trouble. Every coach's wish is to stay out of foul trouble, especially against a team like Putnam County, because they will put a hurting on you if your key players are out for long extended periods of time. So like I said, that's going to be a great game. Make sure you check that out. This is episode 314. Thank you as always for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast and our guests, awesome guests as always. We dive into high schools and junior colleges in our radius outside of Mendota. We're stationed in Mendota, but there's so much things, so many activities, so many great people to talk to in the surrounding areas. So we try to reach out and grab onto people as far as possible. But there's so many within an hour radius that sometimes things get pushed and schedules. And man, you know how life can be crazy, especially when you're doing a lot of things. So we appreciate every conversation. And I know some of them, by the time they get on a podcast, they're a little older. They're not as recent as you'd like. The great thing is, this is not a newspaper. This is not a radio station. It is a podcast. There are podcasts being made about events, things that happened in 1980, 1970, 1810, you know, all generations, decades of everything. So we try to keep it newsly. However, things get pushed. We will make it just as awesome as if we were able to push out the podcast the day after we chatted. The beautifulness of technology and podcasts. I am your host, Brandon Lachance. Thank you. Again, always, always appreciate it. Don't know where you're listening to this episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, but you can check out all of them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the website www.rss.com backslash podcast. That is with an S. That is plural. Backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Socials, you know we're there. Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and X, Edge of Your Seat P. Personals, you can reach out to me there. Facebook is Brandon LaChance. It looks like L.A. Chance. If I was a rapper, that would totally be my name. But Brandon LaChance on Facebook and Twitter, or X. Dang, I was trying to not say Twitter, but I did it anyway. X is at LaChance Writer. So L.A. Chance Writer. 
on all those sites, Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the website, and anywhere else that you see Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Please like, review, share, repost, five star, a million star, comment, all of those cool things that we do on social media. Please do those to help us climb the algorithms, get noticed more, to help us do what we're trying to do. And that's to put a spotlight, highlight, everything going on in Northern and Central Illinois. Thank you so much for helping us do that. If you have any questions, suggestions, you would like to be a guest, you know somebody that would be a good guest, you like or dislike something I or a guest said, or you'd like to sponsor with Edge of Your Seat Podcast, please send an email to edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, much love. Thank you to Brian Cavelli, Cavelli Productions, for the creation of the intro and outro beat heard on every single episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, which is brought to you by First State Bank. 19 locations in Northern and Central Illinois. They're awesome. Great people, great policies, great way to invest, store, whatever you want to do with your money, your finances, your funds, First State Bank can help you. I've been with the bank since 2011 and I'm not going anywhere. I recommend you do the same thing. Reach out to First State Bank, the local branch near you. We have some other things we are going to do with this episode. We are going to put putting in the work. We're going to put putting in the work. Ha, I like that. Used to be win-lose stat. We kind of revamped it, redesigned it. Instead of every single score, everything that's going on, we're going to put the major highlights, the major accomplishments, because everything for every school in the 60-mile radius of Mendota, which is 49 high schools, three junior colleges. I think there's a fourth one, but I stick with IBCC, Sauk Valley, and Kishwaukee. Probably some more high schools that I've left out, but not on purpose. So that is 52 schools, 49 plus three. Yes, 52, as our calculator is putting in some extra work. 52 schools, that is plenty always some great stuff coming out of all of them. We try not to miss anything, but you know, it happens. It's kind of hard to gather everything. That's why we do reach out for help and have coaches, athletic directors send us stuff to make sure we get all the highlights. But like I was trying to say, putting in everything kind of gets difficult and time consuming. And as I said, the one set of podcast interviews with Putnam County, Ava Hatton, Gracie Chucci, and Jared Sale is a year old. So to prevent that, we're switching things up and we changed win-lose stat to putting in the work. Big time accomplishments, awesome things. I got like a little set guide rules. If it's a double-double in basketball, you're getting in there. Multi-hit baseball game, you're getting in there. You know, things like that. I got my set of rules, regulations for putting in the work, and we'll get them out there. Also, keep it rolling, where we discuss movies, TV shows, and rank them for the fun of it. Maybe give you some suggestions of things you should watch if things on your Netflix list or your stuff you should watch on Peacock is evaporated. You've already watched them all. Hopefully, we can give you some suggestions. We will get to those, and of course, our Putnam County representatives right after a word with First State Bank. Have you heard the news? First State Bank is the first to offer Quillo. Quillo is an online personal loan officer 
that allows you to apply for a loan in just minutes. Need to replenish your checking account, pay off a high interest credit card, or take that vacation you have always wanted? Check out Quillo on the First State Bank website using your phone, tablet, or PC. It won't impact your credit score to apply. There are no fees, no penalties, and payments you can afford. You'll need a First State Bank checking account, but have no worries. You can apply for one of those online also. Check out FSB's premier account that pays higher interest for doing a few routine activities. Go to firststatebank.biz today to see how you can get a Quillo loan with a new or existing checking account. First State Bank is member FDIC and equal housing lender. Let's start with putting in the work. And the boys bowling regionals have been happening since Saturday. So Saturday, January 13th. Then because of weather, some got postponed to Monday, January 15th. And then two other bowling regionals got pushed to yesterday, January 17th. The two that were pushed were Belvedere North and Freeport. They happened on Wednesday. Let's start with the Morton Regional. We had two teams advance. Let's get the qualifications of advancing to the sectional. Team-wise, it's the top four teams. They advance to the next round. Then, it's the top 10 individual bowlers who are not on one of the advancing teams. So, four teams and 10 individuals not on one of those teams advance to the next round. Geneseo had a 55-63 to take third at Morton, and LaSalle, Peru had 50-57 to take fourth, both of them advancing. Other teams we covered that were at the Morton Regional. Number seven was Hall with a 46-71. Streeter took 8th with a 46-10, and St. Bede with a 44-40 was 10th. The bowlers helping Geneseo get a 55-63 were senior Landon Pruitt with a 13-08, senior Carson Bannister with an 11-27, Bryce Sanders, also a senior, had a 10-84, junior Carter Van Opdorp had a 10-84, sophomore Quinlan Einfeldt had a 6-38, and Van Hernandez, a senior, had a 322. For the Cavaliers of LaSalle, Peru, with a 50-57, freshman Aiden McCray led the Cavs with 11-03. Aaron Siebert, a senior, had a 10-34. Sophomore Emerson Vasquez had a 10-18. Fellow classmate, a sophomore, Joey Paddock had a 9-67. And junior Zach Quick had a 9-35. Congratulations to all of the local bowlers getting out of the Morton Regional. Heading to the Plainfield North Regional. The champs were Yorkville with a 58-64. Mendota finished fourth to advance with a 55-68. Ottawa was 10th with a 51-74. Caneland 12th with a 50-89. And with a 40-64, Plano took 14th. For Yorkville, helping the Foxes win the regional regional champs with a 58-64. Thomas Booker, a senior with a 13-59. Senior, Andrew Lipinskis with a 12-15. Sophomore, Alex Wilson with an 11-75. Junior, Finn Keene with a 10-11. Senior, Aiden Matson with a 5-89. And senior, Kim Yearsley with a 5-15. 
The Bowlers for Mendota, the Trojans, finishing with a 55-68 to advance to the sectionals. Senior, Landon Bauer with a 12-49. Front of Edge of Your Seat podcast, he was just on 312. Episode 312, check it out to hear from Landon. Sophomore, Paxton Bauer, Landon's younger brother, with an 11-61. Sophomore, Alex Holland, with an 11-51. Sophomore, Cooper Novak, with a 10-02. Junior, B.J. Presley with a 514, and senior, Dean Gilbert with a 491. Two individuals advanced out the Plainfield North Regional. Ottawa Junior, Will Zanecki with an 1182, and Caneland Senior, Jack Begley with an 1167. Have to reverse for just a second. Hall had three individual bowlers advance out of the Morton Regional as junior Bryce Smith had a 1083, Freshman Dawson Huffman had a 1070, and sophomore Caden Kenny had a 1065. Representing all the individuals, everybody getting to the bowling sectional. At the Freeport sectional that just happened yesterday, Wednesday, January 17, Dixon advances to the sectionals with a 57-55. Sycamore was sixth with a 56-73. Rochelle was seventh with a 56-40. Oregon with a 53.50 was 9th. DeKalb with a 52.71 was 11th. And Sterling took 14th with a 48.57. Rolling the advancing score for Dixon, the 57.55 were Junior Wyatt Miller with a 1,200. Junior Clark Bonnewell with an 11.58. Junior Cody Gell with an 11.55. Freshman Daniel Sotelo with an 11.24. And junior David Lard with an 11-18. Individually, we had some more bowlers advance out of the Freeport Regional. Sycamores, Logan Jones, he's a sophomore with a 12-59. Rochelle sophomore, Andrew Powell with a 12-54. Sycamore junior, Ryan Voles with a 12-40. DeKalb senior, Talon Tate with a 12-30. Congrats to them as we have all kind of bowlers that are going to be in the Rockford-Jefferson sectional Saturday, January 20th. That's in two days. So congrats to getting out of the regionals, advancing your season. Also on January 20th is the postseason sectionals, the IHSA sectionals for the girls' competitive dance programs. We always have some in there including Morris, who we talked to coach Megan Post after they were awesome at last year's postseason, last year's state tournament. So you will hear from Megan Post in the next day or so as we get pumped up for this year's competitive dance postseason. Moving on, on Tuesday night, I received a text from Fieldcrest, coach Jeremy Hahn as they defeated Hayworth 54-33 to give them a 16-1 record. The Knights are 16 wins, one loss on the season, playing fantastic basketball. In the win, Hahn gave props to Ed Lorton and Brady Russman for holding Hayworth's two leading scorers to two combined points. Two combined points for Hayworth's two stars. Wow. Hahn expanded and said the defense played elite defense. Awesome for the Fieldcrest Knights. We are definitely excited to see what they can do 
as the playoffs rapidly approach us. Well, let's go back into the depth of putting in work and see what other teams have been able to do. We're going to start with December 14th, work our way up for a couple days, then we'll catch up next time and report all of these amazing accomplishments and things that players, coaches, teams are able to get done. On December 14th, Plano Wrestling lost to Harvard 39-35. to Such a close, close, close call for Plano as they were trying to get the victory. In a 71-41 win for the Yorkville girls basketball team over Plainfield Central, Maddie Safakowski, 17 points, 10 rebounds. Whew, that's a game. Also having a game was Alyssa Zellers. She's from Seneca. She scored 21 points to help the Lady Irish beat Newark 50-38. to Hinkley Big Rock Boys Basketball beat Hiawatha 62-32 on December 15th. Landon Rope had 21 points, 4 rebounds. Martin Ledbetter had 12 points, 8 rebounds. Tyler Smith had 16 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. That is getting it done from Landon, Tyler, and Martin. Woof. Sticking with December 15th. Newman Wrestling won a triangular against Kiwani, 42-30, and Monmouth Roseville, 52-30. All the pins from Newman, whew, all the pins, all the pins. Some wrestlers wrestled at different weights for both the matches between Kiwani and Monmouth Roseville. But here are everybody that got the pins for Newman. Again, all the pins, all the pins. Pin falls, all the pin falls. Brady Grennan at 138 and 144. Carter Rude at 144 and 150. Daniel Kelly at 165 and 175. Caleb Donna at 175 and 190. Jacob Newberry at 215. Samus McDonald at 157. Blair Grennan at 106. And Zyler Hansen at 120. And just because this is incredibly tough to do, at 138 pounds, Briar Ivy had a technical fall 17 to 2. That is Domination Station. Against Newman, Kiwani's 215-pound Alejandro Duarte pinned his Newman competitor in 36 seconds. At 285, Newman's Daniel Boswell had a 40-second pin against Newman. Those are quick. That is also Domination Station. El Paso Gridley boys basketball dominated Gibson City, Melvin Sibley, 70 to 42. We're sticking with the dominated word for just a little bit. For EPG, Jonah Funk had 17.7 rebounds. Micah Meese had 16.6 rebounds. Cameron Schumacher had 11 points. And Sean Say Maxson had 10. Moving on to December 16th. We got a lot going on for this date, so we'll be here for just a tad. Girls Wrestling the Morris Invitational at 115 pounds. Ashlyn Strenz from Sandwich finished second. Props to her because in the championship match, she lost to Tori Masias, who had a 16-1 record. Ashlyn, at this point in the season, had a 10-8 record and lost the championship by a 2-1 decision. So two way different records, and she loses the championship of this Morris Invitational 2-1. Congrats to Ashlyn. That is Putting in the work. Haley McCoy 
of Samanak girls basketball scored 16 points, but still the Bobcats, the Lady Bobcats, fell to Dakota 32-22. Serena girls basketball beat Hinkley Big Rock 48-36 behind Michaela McNally's 19 points, 6 rebounds, 1 steal, 1 assist. At the Erie Prophetstown Holiday Wrestling Tournament, Seneca placed 9 out of 10 kids on the podium. That is impressive. Seneca finished with 176.5 points to take second place, only trailing number three ranked in the entire state of Illinois, Lena Winslow, who had 206.5 points. Newman also wrestled. They took third with 132 points. Rock Falls was eighth with 95, and Polo with 39 points took 14th place. For Seneca, Ethan Orton at 120 pounds and Chris Perra at 215 were tournament champs for their bracket. Taking second was 106, Raiden Terry. At 175, Asher Hamby. And at 190, landed Vicinia. At the Morris Girls Tournament, Seneca took 16 out of 32 with only three wrestlers. Kyra Wood at 190 took second. And Sammy Greason at 135 took third. At the Eureka College Shootout, El Paso Gridley Boys beat Seneca 47-40. For El Paso Gridley, Chancey Maxson had 19 points. And for Seneca, Paxson Gertz led with 22 points. Kiwani defeated Riverdale in boys basketball 49-48, a one-point victory. Braden Clark had 24 of the Boilermakers' 49 points in the victory. At the Rockford East Holiday Tournament for Boys Bowling, Dixon was 5th with a 56-59. St. Bede was 11th with a 51-96. And Streeter was 15th with a 46-41. Also Boys Bowling, the Freeport Sport Shot. Geneseo was 7th with a 50-88. Sycamore 8th with a 50-37. Oregon was 10th with a 48-78. Caneland with a 47-10 was 13th. Rochelle with a 45-12 was 15. DeKalb took 16th with a 44-17. And Sterling was 20th with a 41-55. Moving on to December 17th. Only one, but a very important one. As Maddie Spikowski scored 14 points to help the Yorkville girls basketball team defeat New Trier, which is a big school. Well, so is Yorkville. But Yorkville wins 43-41. Moving on to December 18th, Sterling Girls Bowling beat Rock Island by almost 600 points. Freshman Sarah Doty had a 729 series with games of 257, 236, and 236. Yeah, I said that right. Freshman Sarah Doty. 729 series. Woo! Also having big games for Sterling was Kara. Garcia with a 235 game and Olivia Barton with a 236 game. Salmonot girls, Haley McCoy scored 25 points and had four assists, but Salmonot unfortunately lost to Parkway 71 to 50. AFC dominated. There's the word of the day again. Durand 51 to 8 for AFC. Audrey Dorn and Brianna Gunman led the way as Audrey had 13 points and Brianna had 10. Yorkville Christian Girls Basketball beat Hiawatha 54-24. 
Grace Allgood, 17 points. Daniel Bolson, 14 points. The El Paso girls basketball team had a close victory here as they beat Clinton 47-46 with two players having double-doubles. Kaylee Randall, 14 points, 13 rebounds, and Miley Earhart, 13 points, 10 rebounds. That is putting in the work. Moving on to December 19th in a tough wrestling match as Byron defeated Oregon 43-34. Byron's 126-pounder Hunter King had a pin in 42 seconds. On the other side, Oregon's 215-pounder Seth Rohde had a fall in one minute and two seconds. That is quick. Getting the job done quickly. El Paso Gridley Boys Basketball. Micah Meese had 31 points. Shauncee Maxson had 13. Drew Neal had 11 points. And Jonah Funk had 9 points and 9 rebounds in a 79-44 victory over Flanagan Cornell. Earlville Boys Basketball. They won 40-26 against Anawan for the Red Raiders. Adam Waite had 11 points and 11 rebounds. That's a double-dub. And Griffin Cook had 13 points, 5 assists, and 3 steals. Junior college basketball, Kishwaukee defeated Elgin 99-83. Joshua Bocher had 24 points. And Jalen Smith had 23. Woo! That is putting in the work on all different scales, all different stages. Congrats to them. Like I said, we will continue putting in work every episode Moving forward, just a few days here and there, putting out the major accomplishments, lots of points, lots of pins, all the good stuff. Are you ready to make the most of your new gadgets? Then you need Surf Fiber Internet, the fastest fiber internet in the area. With Surf Fiber Internet, you'll enjoy equal upload and download speeds, no buffering, no data limits, and no contracts. Plus, you'll get the best local customer service all around. Don't miss this amazing offer. Plans start at just $35 a month. Visit surfinternet.com or call 1-833-544-2982 today. Surf Internet, the ultimate internet experience. Speaking of ultimate experience, let's get into Keep It Rolling where we talk about movies, TVs, things that we enjoyed. I got 10 selections here. Usually it's like five, six, seven, you know, somewhere around there. So, I actually ranked them before recording the podcast. Usually I do it live, no judgment coming in. I just pick them on the spot, improv. This time I was like, yeah, I need a little, I need to think about these ones because there's some big titles and there's a lot of titles. So I voted beforehand. Sorry if the uh, random voting on the spot is your thing. We'll get back to that real shortly. But This time around, we watched 10 awesome selections. There's only a couple that I won't watch again, but they all have their own place in entertainment history, and I'm sure other peoples have watched or are going to watch. We're going to start with Harry Potter 3, Prisoner of Azkaban. Came out in 2004. You know the crews there, Harry, Hermione, Ron, you know, the major players that are in every movie. Then we're introduced to some other cool professors, other cool characters that stick around for pretty much the duration of the Harry Potter series. Sirius Black, played by Gary Oldman, breaks out of Azkaban. He's the prisoner and he's Harry Potter's godfather. Emma Thompson plays a professor 
think her name was Professor Trollney, Trollney, something like that. She's got a crystal ball, never seems to know what's really going on in it, but she'll give you a prediction. She's kind of funny. I like the character. Emma Thompson's a great actress. Then Michael Gambon becomes the new Professor Dumbledore after Richard Harris, the actor, passed away in 2002. R.I.P. Richard Harris. Welcome in Michael Gambon, who is the Professor Dumbledore that I know, respect, love. Not that I did it with Richard Harris, but watching the movies, I mean, the last six movies had Michael Gambon in them. So you just kind of remember him. But great Professor Dumbledore's, both of them, Michael carrying on the legacy. My favorite scene in Harry Potter movies out of all eight movies happens in Prisoner of Azkaban. It's very beginning. When he inflates his aunt, buttons are popping off her sweater. Her fingers are like times 10 of the size. She becomes like a giant, giant beach ball, floats out of the sliding glass door, and is gone in space. Just floating. You can hear her yelling. She's just gone. She's just floating. Just floating. It is an awesome scene. I remember when I was younger, just wishing that I could do that to somebody. 2004. I'm almost a senior, or I would have been a senior. I might have been the summer before I went to college. So I'm like 17. Actually, I'm 18 years old in 2004. Man, I can't even remember how old I am these days. 2004, depending on what time, part of the year this comes out, I am 19 years old. I turned 20 in 2005. So we'll say I'm 19. But I just remember wanting to do that to people. Just like, hey, just in flight, blow up into a balloon. See you later. Adios. Great, great, great part of a movie. The next selection, I See You, a 2019 thriller suspense movie. Helen Hunt is the mother, Jackie Harper. John Tenney is the dad, Greg Harper. Judah Lewis is the son, Connor Harper. The actor, Owen Teague, plays Alec, and the actress, Libby Burrier, plays Mindy. There is so much going on in this movie. It makes you want to watch to see what happens with what with who. So Jackie, the mom, played by Helen Hunt, has an affair before the movie even starts. It's already happened. So John Tenney, the dad, Greg, and Judah Lewis, who plays Connor, the son, they're not happy with her. There's things going on. There's stress. There's, you know, broken relationship bonds and all these other things. So you got that dynamic. Greg, the dad, is also in law enforcement. He gets hired as the lead investigator of this case where little boys are coming missing. Then, as the Harper family is not in their home, Alec and Mindy, homeless people, break in and squat at their house. Then Alec either had already lost his mind or starts losing his mind and starts messing with the Harper family by taking pictures out of a frame on the wall or putting all their silverware in a pillowcase or a bag and then putting it in the washer or dryer. Randomly turning on the record player, playing an old vinyl LP out of nowhere, making the Harpers start to lose their mind. Well, at least I would have lost my mind. I'm just going to stop there because the rest of it you have to watch as there's just so many pieces going on and whew, it is suspenseful, it's dramatic, it's dark, it's got some funny points. It is absolutely a great movie. Next, Kings of Joburg. It is a 2020 TV series, had two seasons. Joburg is short for Johnsburg. Takes place in Africa. Johnsburg is a huge city and it is a gangster TV show. That 
all of a sudden then adds a demon fantasy element to it and adds both fiction, nonfiction with gangsters. Side note, RIP to Shauna Ferguson. He's one of the main actors in the show. He passed away July of 2021 at the age of 47 because of COVID. He was a guy that was dealing with the demon presence and then passes it on to his brother. It was a weird take on a gangster story. Four selection is I Love You, You Hate Me. It is a documentary from 2022 to episodes, each of them are hour long, about Barney. Remember the song, I love you, you hate me. Actually, it was I love you, you love me. But then they changed the word, the second love, to hate, to make a great title to an amazing documentary. Anything that you had questions about, they answer. Any questions that you hadn't thought about, they ask and answer. Great documentary about, you know, uh, playtime buddy TV show that kids at that point, preschool, that age, fell in love with. Everything was Barney. Everything was Baby Bop. All that kind of stuff. I was a little older at that point when it came out, but my sisters weren't, my cousins weren't, neighbor kids weren't, and I was there throughout it all and the Barney bashing and everything. They go through all of it in the documentary and it is absolutely amazing. The fifth selection, Harry Potter 4 and the Goblet of Fire. Little spoiler here, this is my favorite Harry Potter movie of all time. Of course, the gang, Ron, Hermione, Harry, they're there. But then you add a game, a competition, the Triwizard Tournament. Then you add the very beginning, they go to a Quidditch Cup and there's mayhem, the Death Eaters and all kinds of nuts. So you got to survive, how are we going to survive kind of environment. Then you add in actor Robert Pattinson playing Cedric Diggory. If you did not know, Robert Pattinson is from Twilight, Twilight fame. So a big name at the time in a different series, book series, movie series, he comes in. And he becomes one of only few characters, at least Hogwarts students, that passes away. So how everything is put together, the storytelling, how everything mixes and matches, was done really, really, really well. Character development, new characters coming in. It was fantastic in my favorite. The sixth selection in Keep It Rolling is Neighbors from 2014. Seth Rogen, Rose Byrne are a couple. They have a kid. They got jobs. They just want some quiet. They want to have their home. And then next door, Zac Efron, Dave Franco, Christopher Mintz Plassey. I probably say Plassey wrong. I got to listen to it to make sure I get his name right. But I call him McLovin anyway. 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 The three of them in a whole fraternity move next door and drive Seth and Rose absolutely bonkers. And it is great. First, Seth and Rose try to party with them, do the drugs, do the alcohol, have some fun. But then, you know, it's a one night thing for them when the frats and the sorority girls that come over are doing it every single night. Kid can't sleep. Gotta wake up for work. All those adult things that these frat brothers don't have to worry about. And obviously, drama prevails. The next selection, Blade from 1998. Wesley Snipes plays Blade, a half-mortal, half-vampire, which is still unheard of. 
Chris Christopherson, a young Ryan Reynolds, Stefan Dorf, and Sana Lathan. Oh, and Jessica Biel. She's in there too. Great cast. I mean, a lot of these actors and actresses are in tons of different movies. Well-known names. Wesley Snipes is a badass. The character Blade is a badass. Chris Christopherson, if there is anybody that you want to be your mentor, your guide in anything in life, he is that dude. So, in those standpoints, it was cool. It was cool to see how they interworked. You add Sanaa Lathan. You add Jessica Biel. You add Stefan Dorf, who was the villain in this movie, the protagonist. Actually, the antagonist. Wesley Snipes Blade is the protagonist. Which is weird because he's really not. He doesn't want to be a good guy. He doesn't care if he saves lives, but he's doing it. The next selection, Straight Outta Compton from 2015. It is a movie, a biopic about NWA, Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, Easy e MC Ren, DJ Yella. And it's like from the beginning. Like how did this group come about? Dr. Dre was spinning records at a club that he did not like to. Ice Cube was trying to figure out life in the ghetto and how it was working when it shouldn't work that way. Why are black people getting arrested, harassed for no reason in Compton? Easy e a drug dealer who's running for his life. How does he get out of that lifestyle? MC Ren, DJ Yella, they're kind of co-signers. They're chilling with their friends, figuring out what's next. And they do with NWA. And we go through the ride with them. The movie is pretty much told from Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. Easy e unfortunately passed away in 1992 with AIDS. MC Ren, DJ Yella, I don't know how much they were involved with the movie, but you can see the heavy spin from Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. However, Easy e is still the main person for the most part. The movie is kind of told through him as a character, which to me, that's them giving props. There have been all kinds of thoughts and opinions about how Easy e was done wrong and him as a person, as a character, was not transcribed correctly. That is for your opinion. I thought it was a good movie. I didn't know Easy e personally, so I couldn't tell you those things. If you're around my age, a little bit older, a little bit younger, this resonates. NWA was everywhere. Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, Easy e for sure dominated the late 80s, 90s, even the 2000s with great music, great beats. Dr. Dre came up with beats, the headphones, so many different things. They have, you know, sculpted a lot of part of our culture of American music, you know, that kind of thing. So this was a great movie to watch and kind of see how it started and where it's morphed and how it's morphed and those kind of things. The next selection, Snow White and the Huntsman from 2012. Kristen Stewart is Snow White. Charisse Theron is the bad queen. Chris Hemsworth is the Huntsman who is the hero, the saving factor for Snow White in the movie. The seven dwarfs are not named Dopey, Sneezy, Grumpy, Happy, Smiley. I don't think there's a Smiley, but it sounded good. Anyway, they're named different names. Of their origin. I think it's like Gwar and Moyer and things of that nature. It was a cool real life transcription of the animated Disney classic Snow White. Lots of action. Lots of cool scenes. Especially including the dwarfs. Chris Hemsworth is a great hero in the terms of the Huntsman. He looks like somebody that 
would be in this story if the story was actually real. If this was really happening, real life, who would be there? What would they look like? It's Chris Hemsworth. Kristen Stewart, not my favorite actress, but she was an okay Snow White. It told the Snow White story, but added to it and made it kind of newer and, and different. Then the last selection, number 10, Michael Shea Matters. 2016 stand-up routine from the Saturday Night Live member. He is still a member of Saturday Night Live. I give him props for some of the angles. He went to COVID. He went to politics. He went to being a black man. So he obviously went to race. He went to all kinds of subjects that most people don't want to talk about. And if they do, it turns serious and fights start happening instead of laughing and being funny. Although it was kind of funny to me, it wasn't super funny because it was serious matters and some of his takes might not be the same as other takes. And when you're trying to make light of those and have fun with those, you know, some opinions, some nerves, some egos, some whatever might spark the wrong reaction that you were looking for. Me, I didn't have any extreme like, oh my God, I can't believe he said that. However, some were funny, some weren't. Some were like, dude, I don't really agree. Eh, don't know if I really would have watched this if, you know, it was a political debate. But I still watched the whole thing and I actually watched it twice just to get another take on it. And, you know, for the most part, it was cool. Just not as funny as I was hoping because Michael Shea is a funny guy. Just to me, not as much here. When I was saying first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and I got to the 10th when I said, hey, this is number 10, this is the last one, I just meant selection number. I didn't realize that it may come off like those were my rankings. They were not. Here are my rankings. Number 10 out of 10 is Kings of Joburg. It was cool. I like gangster shows. I like gangster TV, movies, you know, all that kind of stuff. But you add the demon and it kind of just threw me off. It wasn't my favorite. Nine, Michael Shea Matters. Michael Shea is a funny dude. This one, just not as funny as I thought he was going to be. And like I said, I felt like I was going to a political debate watching a stand-up. Eight is Blade. Wesley Snipes is a badass. However, the graphics from this 1998 movie definitely didn't translate in great fashion. The storyline was kind of thrown off. I don't know. It just really wasn't Marvel movie action movie that we know now. I know they're just kind of starting in 1998, developing their style and things of that nature. It was cool, just not my favorite. Seven was Neighbors. Seth Rogen is funny at times, not funny at times. His smart Alec kind of sense of humor doesn't always translate. I think it did in Neighbors to a certain extent. Zach Efron played a great part. Rose Byrne, I've always been a fan of her. McLovin is McLovin in any movie. In this one, they just had him with a large body part. That's the best way that I can put it. And they tried to make that a side joke, but I don't know if it translated or transferred into a great joke. However, it was funny. I got the, the agenda, the mission of the movie, and it made me laugh at times. Six. Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban. That is the third movie from 2004. I like the new characters brought in. Sirius Black, Emma Thompson, the new Professor Dumbledore, RIP to the old one, Richard Harris. And, of course, my favorite scene of all Harry Potter movies in The Inflated Ant. Five, Snow White and the Huntsman. I like some of the real-life depictions of the animated movies. 
Snow White is definitely one of them. I thought they did great with this one. Again, Chris Hemsworth, I don't think they could have casted a better person to play Huntsman. Kristen Stewart probably could have got a better Snow White. If they did, it might go up my rankings in these 10 selections. But it was a good movie. Great action. The dwarfs were kind of cool. We're going to go with five. Four. I see you. I was not expecting this to be a great movie. I was not expecting to be so suspensed and wanting to know what happens with each and every character. But this grabbed me, held me there, and I've watched it two or three times after the original viewing because it is pretty cool. Side note, Helen Hunt does not look like Helen Hunt from the 90s. Mad About You, the I see... Dead People movie, I can't remember it off the top of my head, with the Osmond or Osborne kid and Bruce Willis. She does not look like that anymore. She's had some work done to her face. She's aged, but it didn't matter. She's still a great actress. I see you. Great movie, number four. Number three, I'm going Harry Potter, Goblet of Fire. Just met some really cool movies that I put ahead of Harry Potter, but this is my favorite Harry Potter movie. Harry Potter, Goblet of Fire, a lot of other people, especially my mom, they're like, man, that's one of the worst ones. Well, in my opinion, when I'm watching a movie, I like the competitive value of the Triwizard Tournament. I liked the aging of Ron, Hermione, and Harry. They're starting to be adults. They're starting to be people. Not that kids aren't people, but ones that you can relate more to if you're an adult. So we were getting to that stage with them. Ron and Hermione are showing signs of them getting together. You know, those kind of things. It was cool for me and my favorite. Number two, straight out of Compton. You know, if you don't know, I grew up hip-hop, rap, R&B. That's my music of choice. NWA, big part of that. I remember buying Dr. Dre the Chronic in a CD. It was probably like my third or fourth CD that I'd ever bought. And I listened to it and listened to it and listened to it. I look over on my awesome stand of everything cool that I have in the Edge of Your Seat podcast studio. And there's a copy of Dr. Dre, the Chronic LP, sitting right on top of the LP player. It's awesome. I love it. It was a great movie. Well done, if you ask me. That leaves number one. And I went with I Love You, You Hate Me. Like I said, I can relate. I watched all this happen with Barney and all this pink, purple, whatever color it is, dinosaur, and wanting the little kids to love it and adults bashing it. And I remember absolutely every single second of this. So to relive those memories and then the things behind it, what happened to the kids that were on the show? What happened to the lady that designed it and owned it and marketed it and did everything with it. And I didn't even know she had a son and that is why they created Barney or she created Barney. So he would have a friend growing up. Well, he doesn't grow up with him and Barney becoming best friends. Just leave that there. Lots of cool things behind Barney that no one knows until you watch this. So that's why it's number one on my list and I highly, highly recommend it. I recommend you checking out all these if you want to, if you have time. Maybe your opinion is not the same as mine, and that's okay. If they are, if they're not, send an email. Let me know. Podcast at gmail.com. Thankfully, I haven't had to look for employment in quite some time because of my journalism career, which brings you this very podcast. However, if I was looking, 
I know where I would send an application and resume. Starve Rock Wood Products in Mendota. My brother-in-law and friends I've had for over 20 years work at SRWP. They tell me all the time about the manufacturer and everything the place offers them as employees and the product value offered to the customers. Star Rock Wood Products, which makes cabinets, doors, trim, stairs, railings, and provides custom millwork, employs 130 people throughout the Illinois Valley and the surrounding areas. My friends always talk about the great benefits and vacation time, the ease of the four 10-hour days in production, the promotion opportunities within, and the fact SRWP has a job for absolutely everyone. After reaching out to the blossoming business for a story for a newspaper article, I found out Star Rock Wood Products underwent new management in 2023 and new president, Michelle Christ, VP Sales and Marketing, Steve Parisi, and Director of Operations, Tom Hayward, are excited to take the company established in 2014 to new heights. If you're interested in joining my family, my friends, and the new management team, check out the career page on starrockwoodproducts.com. Call 815-538-7797 or drop off your resume at 1501 Washington Street in Mendota. Well, that is the intro. Let's get to Putnam County representatives. From last year, January of 2023, she was a senior then. She's graduated from Putnam County now, Gracie Chuchi. During the interview, junior Ava Hatton is now a senior, and coach Jared Sale has been with the program since the 2015-2016 season. That was last January. Then we have Maggie Raquetta, who is also on the Putnam County girls basketball team. She's also on the volleyball team and a softball player. But during the volleyball season, she was awarded for a great, great, great senior campaign with Player of the Year from both Tri-County Conference and the LaSalle News Tribune. So congrats to her. Congrats to the Putnam County girls basketball team that last year won the Tri-County Conference Tournament. And now they have a shot to try to do it again tonight at 7.30 p.m. in Henry. Tonight being January 18th. It is a Thursday. They play St. B, the Lady Bruins, Coach Stephanie Mickley is pumped for the game. Both teams come in at 17 and 7. Hopefully you're there. Hopefully you get to watch the awesome basketball game and see who gets crowned as the next Tri-County Conference champion. Well, we will be back soon. We are jamming out to Motorhead, the 1980 album Ace of Spades, as it won the Bring It Back poll. And I was excited for this poll. It had Bob Dylan, the Beach Boys, the Grateful Dead, and Motorhead, all well-known Hall of Fame, great album musicians, and Motorhead, which I thought was going to receive the least amount of votes, receives the most out of about 100, I think it was 102 votes, received the most. So I guess congrats to Motorhead, and congrats to me that gets to listen to an album I have never, ever heard before. So here we are. That's what we do here at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Hopefully you come back soon because we're coming back soon with another episode. Until then, peace. Basketball season, almost sort of kind of wrapping up at least the regular season as the postseason is just, 
I believe, ah, 12 days, 11 days away for the start of quarterfinals for girls basketball. We had to get representatives of Putnam County, the Lady Panthers, on. They won the Tri-County Conference Tournament, which is always a tough task to do. So we had to have some on. We have Ava Hatton and Gracie Chuchi on, and, of course, Coach Jared Sale. Girls, how's it going? Good, how are you? Doing good. I'm doing well. First of all, let's do the voice recognition. Let's get that out of the way. Ava, say hello. Hi. Gracie, say hola. Hola. <laughs> you know, hello and hi get, you know, kind of boring. Got to throw in a hola. Yeah. All right. The most important question I'm going to ask of the day, I'm going to get it out of the way right now. Do you like meatloaf? Meatloaf? Meatloaf. Yes. Do both of you? I do not. And that was Gracie? I like meatloaf. All right. I'm getting the voice recognition down. <laughs> so, Gracie, you do. Ava, you do not. Correct. I just had a piece for lunch, so I thought I would ask. I mean, it depends who you get it from. My grandmother makes really good meatloaf. Others, maybe not so much. What about you? Who's your favorite meatloaf from? I really like my mom's meatloaf. There we go. I don't know. I've never tried meatloaf. No? Nope. Uh, You're missing out. You're definitely missing out. Let's talk about the season. You're both seniors? Uh, No, I'm a senior. I'm a junior. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So from a senior standpoint, you win the Tri-County Conference. You guys have had a, you know, very competitive season. You guys are either winning or in just about every game. I mean, you can't really ask for much more in your senior campaign except a good postseason. How do you feel about the season at the point that we're at right now? I'm just really happy. I just keep telling myself, like, I'm thankful I have the opportunity to play. Like, it was taken away a few years ago by COVID, and it's just really nice to get to play I'm really happy to be surrounded by the people I am when we're doing it. Going into the tournament championship game in general, did you guys feel that you had the team to win it? Yeah, we played Seneca pretty close the other times, and we had beaten them one time before. And so we both teams knew each other really well, and we just knew that we were going to do what we could to take it away. And you guys did it. I mean, how did that feel, being able to go into that tournament and, and win? I mean, it's not an easy tournament. Every year there's at least one or two, three other programs in that conference that have the possibilities to win it. This year, you guys showed that it was you, Putnam County. Yeah, it felt really nice, especially, you know, with the seeding, we were the three seeds. So it felt really nice to come out on top, and especially over Seneca, who had beaten us two times before. So not only did you get to win it, but you got to, you know, avenge people that had already beat you or that you wanted to beat again. Yes. That's the best thing about conference tournaments. Like, you beat us earlier? Okay, now it's our turn. Now it's our turn. Yeah, absolutely. Ava, how was it for you, you know, going into this tournament, realizing the the squad that you guys have and the potential to win the tournament? It was very exciting. I knew what we could do and what our weaknesses were, and I just knew that we had to come out and play our game. doesn't matter who we were playing, what seed we were. We just needed to come out and win. From your point of view, what are your team's best strengths? We play really hard. We all play together as a team. It doesn't matter who has the points. It just matters to us that we're winning. So, team ball? Yes, absolutely. 
Do you guys do any drills or anything like in practice? Like, hey, you have to pass this many times before a shot's put up or anything like that? Or you guys just know, hey, we got to share the ball. We got to get everybody involved and play a team effort. Oh, yeah. We do this drill called 21 Passes. It's our favorite. It's the favorite drill. First team to get to 21 Passes wins. And it sucks. It's last. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or if you're being Oh, yeah, honest. I was fully sarcastic. <laughs> Sarcasm at its best right there. Yeah. So you hate that drill? Yeah, yes. <laughs> but it sounds like if you guys are playing well and, you, you know, it doesn't matter who's scoring points as long as you're getting the ball in the bucket, uh, the drill's working. Yes, it does work. It does help. But it just stinks to do a practice. Yep. Coach, do you hear this? Oh yeah, I, I, I know it's one of their least favorite drills. It's mostly, it's it's all denial, uh, man defense, and then each team has to, 21 passes to find a winner, and, and then usually the other team has to run, and we do a best two out of three, so by the time they're done with that, then we go to the free throw line with tired legs, so yeah, over the years, it's really become a, a fan favorite with the girls, I guess. <laughs> this sounds like this drill could take five hours if it wanted to. Yeah, sometimes it's a little quicker than others, uh, but it's pretty hard not to get to that third game, that rubber match, because I think they know if, if they're not getting out there and competing that I'm not going to be too thrilled. So usually we see we get to that third game, and it's good drill. It's just competitive. You know, they, they get after it. They get after each other. Uh, you know, I think they have to exert a ton of energy during it, so that's one of the reasons why they, they absolutely hate it. But overall, it's something that they got to get used to because it's not going away. <laughs> Coach says it's staying forever. <laughs> Ava, we just talked about the strengths. What about the weaknesses? What are a couple things going into the postseason that you guys are trying to, you know, polish up or make better, improve on before we get to the postseason? I think our weaknesses are we come out very flat the first half. We have little energy and we just we let up a lot of points and I think that's just a big weakness of us. And if we don't come out the second half one time, then it's just going to be over. Gracie, the senior, you know, I know you're a big part of the senior leadership. Do you agree with Ava on the, the weaknesses and strengths or is there other... Yeah, I think another big thing that we tend to do is play down to teams sometimes and we end up just playing really tight games instead of getting ahead when we have the chance. Well, I mean, you got to keep the fans interested, right? Yeah, sometimes my mom's not too happy about how stressful these games can be. <laughs> I understand that. As a journalist and as a sports fan, especially basketball, I played myself and, you know, things like that. But I was like, hey, uh, closer games, more exciting. But as a player and a coach, you're like, man, why don't we just break away? Yeah, for sure. Do you hear Coach Sale saying comments like that? Yes. As he's looking at you, like... <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, we, I think we've had... We've won like nine, nine or ten straight now, and like 13 of our last 15, and I bet uh, if I went back and looked, I mean, I, I would say, uh, you know, 12 of those, 11 of those have been single-digit games. You know, we've been playing a lot of tight basketball games here, and, and we've been trying to talk about if we have the opportunity to put somebody away early, you know, that we have to go out and do that. And uh, we're still trying to figure that out a little bit. But obviously, you know, even though it's it's going to be February tomorrow, um, it's, uh, you know, we're still, you're still a work in progress, so you're, there's still things that you can clean up. There's still things that you can work on. Uh, but right now it's just for us trying to find 
how do we put teams away when we have the opportunity to, um, and rather than let them hang around. And, you know, we'll, we'll continue to talk about that and work on it. And, and hopefully it's something that, you know, in the next 10 days here we can clean up before the postseason. It's crazy how fast four years of high school basketball goes by, though, huh? Yes, absolutely. I am not ready for it to be over. Even this season, like, I feel like it just started maybe like two, three days ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are three years as a freshman, sophomore, and junior. What is the furthest that uh, this team's gotten? I can't remember. I'm trying to remember seasons. Um, my freshman year, I'm not sure. I wasn't really on varsity yet. And then sophomore year, there was no postseason. And then um, junior year, we lost first round of regionals last year. So you're coming in like, hey, I just want to play my best basketball. I want the team to play the best basketball. We'll see what happens. Yes, absolutely. Ava, how long have you been on varsity with the Lady Panthers? Um, this will be my third year on varsity. Okay, so kind of the same way with you, obviously not having that one year and then knocked out first round last year. So this is kind of like, hey, we, we got to make some noise here. Yes. Coach Sale, hearing this from your team sounds like they're ready already. Yeah, you know, I mean, we've been talking about potential pairings and things like that. Uh, a lot of teams in the subsectional we've already seen or are going to see. So, uh, you know, for us, it doesn't make any difference on, on who it is. Um, you know, we're going to prepare the same way and, you know, hopefully, you know, we can stay hot and, and things continue to go our way and we go from there. So, in, in the big picture of it, you, you got to play who you got to play. You can't really control that. You know, we just look forward to seeing what the bracket, what the bracket looks like and, uh, you know, we'll start to prepare for that. Hopefully, you know, we're hoping we're going to be in the top um, four seeds in the subsectional. So prepare for that semifinal matchup and uh, and then go from there. Before I let you go real quick, you you know, you said 10 in a row, 13 out of 15. What is it that has made this team so hot? You know, I asked them the strengths and weaknesses. From your perspective, what are some things that are going on that has made this team gel the way it is and win so many games? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's a really unselfish group. Uh, I know the girls have talked briefly about it earlier in this. It's really unselfish group. It really doesn't matter, you know, if, if Gracie comes out and is our leading scorer, if it's Ava or um, somebody else, you know, it's it doesn't matter. They're finding the hot hand on a nightly basis. And, you know, the other thing is it's just toughness. You know, we play from jump ball to the last to the last horn there in the fourth quarter, you know, and a lot of people say that and, and the, you know, do their teams really do that? I really believe this team does that. They play extremely hard. So, you know, I think it's just a toughness and, and play hard for four quarters and unselfish and then everything else kind of takes care of itself when you don't have to worry about is so-and-so upset because they had three points tonight, is uh, so-and-so not playing hard because of, of XYZ, whatever it is, you know. When you take those things out of the equation and everybody has the same mindset and is looking at the same goals, at least on the coaching end of things, um, it makes my life a hell of a lot easier just because uh, we don't have to worry about that extracurricular stuff. You know, it, it's just, all right, let's go play hard. What do we got to do? Let's take care of business. And they kind of took off right before Christmas for us. It started to click a little bit. And then, you know, you win three, four in a row and you just kind of see confidence start to ooze and you start to feel good about yourselves and you know that's where we are right now and and it's a really good place to be uh going into the postseason and you know like i said hopefully it carries over for us thank you for speaking with me and congrats on a great season already but you are nowhere near done thank you gracie thank you ava and of course thank you coach sale for joining edge of your seat podcast thank you thanks for having us brandon we really appreciate it ihsa volleyball state tournaments are wrapped up. 
champions crowned. So much awesome volleyball in our area. I say this every year, the level of volleyball, the competition is always top notch. And our guest today is part of that. Maggie Raquetta with Putnam County. You had a great volleyball season and you have everything to be proud of. Thank you. What was it about the season? I know it's your senior season and you came in and, you know, put up numbers. You helped Putnam County win. You did all kinds of things to put your stamp on not just the program, but your career going out as a senior. Yeah, it definitely was a great season to end with at Putnam County. It was it was a good year. What was it about it? I mean, the camaraderie with the teammates, Coach Amy uh, Bell. Yeah. What was it about it that made this year special? It was definitely all that. It was the coaches, and I feel like our team had a really good, like, a bond this year. Everyone got along really well, and, like, everyone was friends. There was no drama or anything, so it was always we just went out and had fun when we were playing together. Awesome. And where were you at on the court? I played middle hitter in the front row, and then in the back row, I played all the way around. I played left back. That's why I asked, because I seen you in a few different spots, and I'm like, is she playing all around? And I thought you yeah, were, but I thought I'd ask. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. Like, you don't usually see middle hitters playing all the way around, because they're supposed to be, like, the tallest girls on the court, the lanky ones that aren't supposed to be able to move around very well in the back row. But I guess I earned that to be able to play there, too. Did you kind of take pride in that, to be able to play every position? Yeah, I definitely did. I worked really hard at it. I never used to really be that great at back row, but I like. it kind of started off as a joke with Coach Bell. Like I'm like, Coach Bell, I'm going to play all the way around. I'm going to be the new libero, just like joking around about it. But working hard at practice with that, it really helped out, and I was able to end up doing it. Was it kind of you know surreal? High school goes by so fast. Honestly, this fall season, I can't believe it's already – Thanksgiving tomorrow. That's insane. I know. I feel like this is what everyone says, but it feels like I literally was just a freshman. Like, it went by really fast. No doubt. Were you varsity all four years? Yep. Another accomplishment. You know, that doesn't happen to every single player. Yeah, it definitely doesn't. That's what Coach Bell told me. I remember the day that she pulled me up, she was talking to me and she goes, I don't do this often, but, and then told me she was going to pull me up, which it felt really good. It was really exciting. What did that do, you know, between the teammates? Obviously, you grow up playing with the same kids, and then when you get pulled up, they stay back, and then as a senior, you know, they kind of catch up. How was that dynamic? It was honestly kind of tough at first, because for all four years, I had Tori Balma setting me. She was a year older than me, so my senior year, she graduated, and um, Megan was our setter my senior year, and she's been setting all four years, but never with me, so it was a kind of difficult thing to, like, get into it first but we definitely me and Megan definitely connected really well and it ended up working out just fine but it was definitely a, a different I got to play with all the girls that I've been playing with since junior high my senior year which I didn't really get to my freshman and sophomore year except for on a little bit on JV well, let's give a full shout out to Megan what's Megan's last name Megan Washaleski that's a very important name she is a big time it athlete is. at Putnam County as well mm-hmm that's another thing. Yeah. Putnam County, everybody thinks, hey, it's a little school, middle of nowhere, but high mm -hmm. caliber, top notch athletes come out of Putnam County all the time. Yeah, there is a lot of like really good athletes that have been through Putnam County and a lot of them like that I, I played with even for softball and all that stuff. No doubt. And speaking of top notch, high caliber, you got to put yourself in the mix here. Player <laughs> of the year for Tri-County Conference 
And you can say the other one because I don't know if it's released yet, but they've told you. Yeah, as of today, uh, it got posted. New Tribune Volleyball Player of the Year. Congratulations. We're doing a uh, round of applause here. (laughs) Good job. I mean, what does that mean to you to to get, you know, accomplishments like that, accolades, awards like that? It's really exciting. At first, this is a little funny side story about it, but I knew I had Tri-County Conference Volleyball Player of the Year because I was talked to about that. And Kevin texted me about the New Tribune Volleyball Player of the Year, and I thought he was talking about the same thing. So I didn't even like say thank you or anything, and it was just... It was embarrassing, but yeah, it's really exciting to get those two awards, especially with New Tribune not just being like the small schools, it's with some of the bigger schools too, so. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it that way, they put you over players from LaSalle, Peru, Mendota, mm-hmm. Princeton, you know, a large area. Yeah, that's it's exciting. What made you decide to, you know, focus on volleyball and become the player that you've become? I mean, obviously you're athletic. You have talent and skills, but you had to develop and polish those and make those better over the years. What made you decide to stay in the volleyball and to do what you did? I mean, I've been playing softball since I was little, probably like nine or 10 years old. And that's always been fun for me. But volleyball is something I've always like, if I had a tournament or if I had a game or a practice, I was never like, oh, I just wish I could stay home today. Like, I'm just tired. But with volleyball, it's always been like, I'm ready to go. Like, I always wanted to like, go play volleyball. So, so there was never a moment where you didn't want to play. No, unless I was absolutely exhausted for practice, but. <laughs> and you'll have that. It happens. We're yeah. humans, right? Yeah. So you do play softball as well. I do. I play basketball too. So basketball season and softball season. Gotcha. Gotcha. So three sport athlete. Have you done that all through varsity all four years or were you? Uh... Actually just started playing basketball last year, which was Definitely something new, and I was really nervous about it, but it's honestly, it's so much fun. I've been having so much fun playing. I'm glad I did. I remember saying your name quite a few times for points and rebounds. Yeah, I've actually been doing pretty well this year. It's kind of unbelievable because I played a year in junior high at like the the Met in Princeton, and then I hated it, and I told my mom I'm never playing basketball again, and then as of last year, I started playing, and I'm having so much fun. Coach Jared Sale, friend of Edge of Your Seat podcast. I'm sure you like mm-hmm. being part of that squad with him. And you guys got a pretty solid team putting pieces together. Yeah, it is a pretty solid team. And Jared's a great coach, too. He's a lot of fun. He's like the ultimate player coach. He's mm-hmm. very uh, builds relationships with his with his kids. But he also will discipline you and teach you the game at the same time. Yeah, it's the same thing with our other coach, uh, Jeff Rain. He's He knows so much about basketball, and he's just a lot of help, too. What are we? We are a week and a half into the season so far? Yep, about there. So we're just picking up stuff, already doing Thanksgiving tournaments. Mm-hmm. Are you guys in a Thanksgiving tournament this year? Um, we had a, a tournament at Princeton last week. It was I think they've done it every year for the past couple of years. I'm not really sure. I can't really talk on that because I don't really know, but... Um, we're not doing a tournament this week. We just had a game Monday and yesterday, and then we're off today and tomorrow. So. No doubt. Yeah, the uh, Tigresses Thanksgiving tournament has been going on for forever, decades. Yeah. Yeah, long time, long time. What do you think about uh, tournament basketball? I mean, that's usually how the season starts. Obviously, that's how it ends with the postseason. You put a Christmas tournament in there. You know, there's a couple other ones in there. You know, it's kind of different than just a regular you know, conference or non-conference game. 
and it's usually you know a couple days back to back to back with games. Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot. It's basketball is super exhausting too, and I mean it's a lot different than any of the like volleyball or softball that I played. It's games like all week is crazy, but it definitely I don't know. It's it's fun, but it's exhausting. There's always a good and bad with everything. Always pros and cons, list, Maggie. Yeah. Well, Maggie Raketa, senior at Putnam County, now in basketball season, but not before winning the News Tribune Volleyball Player of the Year and the Conference Tri-County Conference Volleyball Player of the Year. Congratulations on everything you were able to do in volleyball. I know you're going to have a good basketball season, softball as well. Got a lot of stuff going on your last year in high school. We got to stop right there. Forgot to ask, any plans after high school? I'm actually going to continue playing volleyball at Sauk Valley just for the two years of junior college. Definitely. Just did a podcast interview last night with Rihanna Brandt, who signed to go to Sauk Valley as well from Mendota. Oh, yeah. She, I saw that today she, or yesterday. She signed yesterday. You two in the middle or around the net would be a one-two power couple, so I'm excited to yeah, see that. Yeah, that'll it. be fun. I played with her before for, for travel volleyball. It's, it was a lot of fun playing with her. Awesome. We'll add that to the list of accomplishments and congratulations going to Sauk Valley to play volleyball. Thank you for joining Edge Receipt Podcast, Maggie Riquetta. Thank you very much and best to all your endeavors. Thank you. Thanks for having me.